Next on BYU Sports Nation, a big fish in a little pond or challenging other big fish in a big pond? Which would you choose? We'll get Pete Futak from College Football News' opinion on that question. And why does he think BYU could make some national noise? BYU did make some noise in the Learfield Director's Cup standings as an overall athletic program. Why the Cougars are in a class of their own. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. Run for the hills! BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, June 29th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with big hair band fanatic Jason Shepard. I remember vividly. Now, I never wanted the big hair. I, I, just, I don't know if that would have been possible for me to grow long hair like that. Uh, but I, did, I do vividly remember being a, a youth and just begging my mom to please let me grow out a rat tail. Oh, Jason. <laughs> and by the way, my mom's answer very quickly, uh, no. Micah Hanneman think that's, thinks that's a great idea, Jason. Yeah, so that was the closest yeah. thing. And I never got the rat tail, uh, but that was the closest thing I would have ever come to big hair band, you know, hair is. Now stop for a moment. I want all of you to imagine Jason Shepard, not just with a rat tail, <laughs> but with like slash hair. Ooh. You want slash hair? Like where you can't see my face? <laughs> Like, just the hair just completely covers my face. Why did big hair bands become a thing? Like, their music, it was cool, but when did the hair accompany well, and like it was, that genre? It was teased, and, you know, like, the ozone was in flux because of all the hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, huge hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? Did Will we ever get back to thing? that, do you think? Do you think? Because everything is cyclical. It goes. Yes. At yes. some point... There will be big hair again. Yes. Yes, like short shorts for guys are coming back. I'm like, when? What? what, what what's happening? What is happening? Why? <laughs> You're right. Everything is cyclical. So at what point does society go back to huge hair? What is something you would like to have come back? Oh. Uh, how about the simplicity of... Actually, no, I don't want that. I'm going to be honest. I, I like I want complex par- things. I want parachute pants to come I back. I like complex things. Oh, you want parachute pants? Parachute pants, yes. MC I, Hammer wow. pants. No, 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 no. Dif- there's a difference between MC Hammer pants okay. and parachute pants. Okay. Parachute pants were normal fit pants. Okay. They were just made out of parachutes and had lots of zippers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I want to come back. Okay. The whole collector's card for sports athletes phenomenon i Ah. thought that was so fun as a kid that's why i got really interested in sports and numbers and stats and collecting like i wanted that so if there's something that comes back i want it to be sports cards with gum oh man how do you beat that stale gum yes that lost flavor in like 2.3 seconds delicious give me a pack of don russ 1990 (laughs) right now Okay, with my Chris Sabo for the Cincinnati Chris Reds. Chris Sabo, nice. <laughs> Goggles. I need to wear these if you're talking about Chris Sabo. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. Jacob Brugman went one for four with a run and a diving Sports Center top 10 catch 
In an 11-8 Oakland Athletics loss against the Houston Astros, Brugman and the A's take on the Astros again tonight in Houston. Eric Mika will wear number 61 for the Miami Heat in the NBA Summer League. 61. 61. I wonder if there's a story behind that. Or this is just what was available. I don't know. Fellow conference foe Lamont Murray Jr. of Pepperdine is also on the Heat roster. Miami plays its first game in the Orlando Summer League coming up Saturday against the Charlotte Hornets at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You can watch it on NBA TV. Good luck, Eric, and this time we mean it 100%. Okay? Good luck. Not yes. just not too much luck. Now it's all now we're all, all in, in. All in. All in on the Mika train. It's all about making a roster now. BYU listed as one of three non-Power 5 teams, along with Princeton and Denver, that finished in the top 50 in the Learfield Directors' Cup standings, a metric that measures overall athletic program success and strength on an annual basis. The Cougars at number 31 are the highest-ranked non-Power 5 school in that list. I believe that uh, a certain school to the north was not in the top 50, Jason. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting how that works out, huh? The first round of the Quicken Loans National is underway. Zach Blair currently minus 2 through 12, tied for 5th. Daniel Summerhays will tee off later this afternoon at 1.32 Eastern time, to be specific. Good luck to the Cougars on the PGA Tour. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU versus Boise State. Model home open for review. To quote one Jerem Jordan from yesterday's BYU Sports Nation, if Boise State were playing BYU schedules, they wouldn't be Boise State. Now that ruffled the feathers of Bronco Nation. The Smurf turf, a little upset. Yeah, we saw some of those tweets coming, keep dreaming, BYU. But think about it. If Boise State were consistently playing the strength of BYU's independent schedules, would Boise State be the darling of college football that they have become over the last 14 or 15 years? Well, they would still be Boise State because their name wouldn't change. <laughs> but <laughs> point, I get point taken. I get I get Jerem's point. It is a completely different model. Okay. Both teams, schedule-wise, have decided to go down different paths and yeah. sort of different ways to get to ultimately what their, their goal is. They've taken two different paths to do this. Which brings us, by the way, to our stat of the day. Ooh, early. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Since 2011, BYU is averaging 4.5 P5 regular season games, okay? Boise State, 1.42. Not a shock, right? Not a shock. They're take, BYU's playing significantly more P5s in their schedule than Boise State is. In those games, BYU, 13 and 15 overall. Notre Dame included in that. Yes, Boise State. Five and three. Okay. So the sample size is significantly less, but they do have a winning record. Not a shock there either, right? Because the Boise State model is significantly different than what BYU is dealing with right now. Listen, BYU was the originator of today's discussed Boise State model. The Cougars did it before the Broncos did in the 80s and 90s. That's how they got noticed. They won the few big games on their schedule, dominated the conference consistently, got ranked. Hello, relevance. How do you think BYU won a national championship? They did it with that model. Okay? So does BYU understand what that's all about? 
100% yes. But times change, Jason. Times change. The ceiling has been put in place for teams in group in the group of five. Like, a group of five team, will they ever win a national championship? Will they ever even make the college football playoff? I don't think they will. Because the schedule does not grab the nation's attention. Which brings us to our Twitter question today. Would you rather play BYU's or Boise State's scheduling model each year and why? At Roland Hall, BYU's all the way. Boise's model is like using five-pound dumbbells. Sure, you can do it forever, but are you getting stronger? Oh. <laughs> Let's be fair to Boise State a little bit, okay? And that model. Again, because Fine. BYU maximizes Yes, 10-pound dumbbells, right? BYU, they're sporting the, the 45s, the 50s. Dare I say the 80s? Let's compare and contrast the two, just with some headlines. BYU, obviously, independence is the route that they have chosen. More exposure on ESPN and on a week-to-week basis with bigger-named opponents, but no conference championship to play for late in the season once you pick up two or three losses. Tougher schedule, harder to get ranked because of that schedule, but there is that higher ceiling, Jason. There's opportunity. You can challenge the big fish in their big fish pond. Yep. Boise State, group of five status. So all emphasis on being the highest-ranked group of five team now because then you get a New Year's Six Bowl game invite. Mountain West Conference title to play for as well, even though they didn't win their division last year. Easier schedule, easier to get ranked. I mentioned the New Year's Six access, but a lower peak. I don't think a group of five team will ever legitimately compete at the highest level of college football. Look at Western Michigan. Western Michigan destroyed teams last year. They got to a New Year's Six game. That was fun. They were never in the conversation to be in the college football playoff. Come on. Boise State and their Furious Five, which we have put in context for BYU. Yeah, well, yeah, BYU has their Furious Five. Boise State has their slightly agitated five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, and this, this is our collective opinion at BYU Sports Nation. The, the strongest five opponents on Boise State's 2017 schedule. Troy, a, a guy that, named Troy, team that was 10 and 3 last year, Washington State, BYU, Virginia and Wyoming. Okay, look, Washington State, BYU, Virginia, all right. Virginia's coming off of a 2 and 10 record. Washington State was good last year. Luke Falk, great quarterback, 8 and 5, like that's a good game. BYU is also a good game. But Troy and Wyoming? Okay, now compare that to BYU's Furious 5. Let's start with LSU and then go with Utah. Wisconsin, Boise State, and Mississippi State. Hello! Yeah, it's there really is no comparison to what BYU's doing with their P5 teams or their non-conference or whatever, you know, your Furious Five, as we've called them, compared to what Boise State is doing. So the, so the question is, which model do you prefer? That's our Twitter question that we're asking today. Let's not be short-sighted. Like, Boise State's model, they have maximized Absolutely. It. There's a reason that people know about them and that they're consistently ranked. And just like you said, BYU was doing this before Boise yes. State. BYU started this, okay? So ultimately, I do choose, and I like what BYU's doing, and would choose what the Cougars have from a scheduling standpoint 
over what Boise State is doing. Okay. I like having the large number of P5 teams on the schedule. You would love certainly to have them spaced out more throughout the year, but that just isn't realistic with what BYU is dealing with in terms of, of the way they need to schedule. It's certainly a high-risk, high-reward situation, but if and when it does pay off, it can and will pay off very big for BYU. Now, with that said, though, I can see how BYU could benefit, though, from Boise State's model. You still schedule upper echelon opponents, okay? okay? But because you only have one or two, maybe three instead of four or five, it could certainly be more manageable and lessen your chances of those losses piling up. Ultimately, it all comes down to winning and how you do against those P5 teams. Boise State has had success in those games on a more consistent basis than BYU has. However, the Cougars are putting themselves in more of those situations, and I like BYU going for it in terms of scheduling. Here's what makes me feel weird about BYU taking on a G5 situation right now. The margin of error is so slim. You think some fans and boosters are impatient now with BYU and Independence going 8-5? and five? Can you imagine if BYU went back to the Mountain West or the WAC and weren't quickly winning those leagues and weren't the highest-ranked group of five team? Then what would those fans be saying? Give me LSU. Give me Wisconsin. Yep. Like, let's make the season more compelling on a week-to-week basis. Okay, so there... There is no perfect solution. I'm prideful. I want to play and beat the best. Yep. I'll admit it. Like and it's probably too hard, but I want yep. to test it. I have the big fish in a big pond mentality right now, and I'll tell you why in about 30 minutes why all of you are contradicting yourself if you in life, if you think that you want to go back to the Mountain West and seek out this Boise State model. Okay, you would all be contradicting yourself, and I'll tell you exactly why in 30 minutes. As for Twitter, let's get to some of your tweets. Tweet, tweet. Would you rather play BYU's or Boise State's scheduling model each year and why? At BYU underscore undefeated says BYU's. You rise to the level of competition you play against, which is why BYU is trending up and Boise is not. Now, that I don't know if Boise is not trending up. I know that they have peaked a little bit, and they didn't win their division last year. So, yeah, when you say Boise State football right now, it's not as magical as it was in three or four years past, but they're still Boise State. Yeah. right. There's a reason that Boise State will probably be ranked when BYU plays them, right? They're a good team. Absolutely they are. Coming up, would you rather, but first, Pete Futek of College Football News breaks down how many games he thinks BYU will really win the season and why does he think independence is working. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation Simulcast nationally on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation is rolling right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And when you feel like talking with us 24-7, use the hashtag BYUSN. There are so many different ways for you to get the interviews that we do here on BYU Sports Nation. One of those is on YouTube. The kids love the YouTube. Uh, You can get all of our BYU Sports Nation interviews available on the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel. 
channel. Just one of the many ways you can always stay plugged in to what we're doing here on BYU Sports Nation. Let me clarify something on our Twitter question. This is not a question of BYU versus Boise State in terms of independence versus going back to the Mountain West. It's just, would you schedule like Boise State even as an independent, okay? Which schedule do you want? Tell us why. Use the hashtag BYUSN at NickLee51TweetsIn. BYU schedule. I'd rather go 8-4 and four or 9-3 and three with a loaded schedule and a lot of ESPN games than 10-2 and two playing in a cupcake conference. Yikes. Has the Mountain West digressed to a cupcake conference? <laughs> it's, it's very top-heavy. I mean, it's, but, it, but there are a lot. I mean, we talk about that, the WCC in basketball. I mean, you've got a couple of teams at the top that are good, and then it falls off. I, I, now, that's an interesting conversation maybe for another day. But the point is, how would you schedule if you were Tom Homo? More like the Mountain West Boise State model? and try and win a couple of big games and then dominate the rest or go the BYU route where you have five or six really difficult games each year. Joining us now is Pete Futak, publisher of College Football News, contributor for USA Today Sports. He's on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Pete, nice to have you back on the show. Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? Really well. Let's start with our Twitter question today, Pete. Uh, Just in your terms of being a competitor and a college football guy, if you were the athletic director at BYU – would you schedule more the route that BYU is going now, or would you go back to kind of a Boise State model, bring back a few of those tough games, and try and go 11-1 and or 10-2 and against an easier schedule? Well, here's the I, – I, not to answer your question with a question, but what's, what's the point? Like, what's your goal with all this? Is it to go play in a college football playoff? Is it, you know, to win a national championship potentially? Or is it to make a lot of money? I mean, because it, it's, it, it's more than just as a fan, of course, play all the power five teams you can, make it a national schedule, and it's a whole lot of fun uh, when you schedule the big boys like that, especially with the first half of the season like BYU's been able to do. Uh, I do like the idea, if you're thinking about it from a competitive standpoint, that if you're going to play a lot of tough big-name teams, you're front-loaded. Like, last year's schedule didn't turn out to be a killer, but if you looked at it before the season, there was, like, no way that, you know, wow, Michigan State and, uh, you know, Mississippi State, all these great teams that were on the schedule, there was no way BYU was going to get through that. turned out the schedule wasn't as bad as you thought, but it wasn't BYU's fault. But that was all on the front end. Same thing for this year, and you got the relative easy guys in the back end. So uh, it works out great. But, again, what are you going for? Like, are you trying to – the only way BYU gets in the college football playoff is if it goes undefeated or if it has one really tight loss to an amazing team. Yeah. But other than that, that's it. Well, and the, the other part, we were looking at what Boise State has done, and, you know, we're obviously comparing the, the scheduling model that BYU is doing versus Boise State. And if, but in recent years, what Boise State has done has not necessarily meant that they've gone to this upper echelon bowl. I mean, they've, they've – They've done the same thing in terms of how they've scheduled, but it hasn't paid off like it had in the past recently. Well, it did a couple of years. They're only two years removed from beating Arizona in the Fiesta Bowl, and they would have probably gone. Uh, last year they wouldn't have because uh, Western Michigan uh, was obviously a, a dominant force. Uh, but if they win the Mountain you know, Boise State, if it wins the Mountain West, most, more likely than not, it's probably going to be right there front and center in the mix for that New Year's Six Bowl game. But again, and, and, and saying this as college football guy here, so what? You know, like, okay, you're in, you know, Western Michigan got in the Cotton Bowl last year. And it's nice. It's a big moment. 
But again, it's an exhibition game. What's the point? Like, other than you get a big, another big game on the schedule, which is all right. But like, if you're BYU, you've got to go at least eleven and one to get one of those games. And then that's not like you. you I heard you kind of bring up the the West Coast Conference and you know the idea of Gonzaga before. Well, you're not getting into a tournament. You're not getting into the NCAA tournament. You're getting into an exhibition game. So at that point, what's your point? So if you are Tom Holmo and you're trying to figure out how am I going to figure this out, then why not just make the most money possible for your school and feed this brand like you like you know, as your intro said, you know, you, you can watch your do and, and hear what you guys are doing everywhere. BYU is a national and even international program in a lot of a lot of ways. And you want to keep feeding this media. You want as much money as possible to make the most uh, the most good matchups you can possibly get. Pete Futak, College Football News and contributor for USA Today Sports with us on BYU Sports Nation. I just I think that there is an there is a very definitive ceiling for a group of five teams. And and yeah, it's nice to get to one of those New Year's Six games, but there's nothing after that. At least BYU has an opportunity to do something bigger than that. And call me pride yeah. call call me prideful, whatever, but I like that opportunity. Not really. Remember, Houston had it. Houston, if they didn't gack last year against Navy and SMU, I know it's just and butts, but remember Midway, they they had beaten Oklahoma, and they destroyed Louisville late in the season. Okay. And they'd just been able to beat those teams that they were supposed to, and if they had gone 13-0, they'd have gotten in. You think they would have gotten in? Absolutely. Wow. Because look, you would have, because look at what look at their strength of schedule at that point. Is that okay? Great. You know, American Athletics not getting all that much love, but you would have had the resume win a destruction of Oklahoma, which was you know even better than the final score looked, and an absolute dominant performance over Louisville. I think they would have gotten that call over uh, Ohio State last year to get in that in one of those spots. So. Um, I think it's possible, I, I, but you have to beat those big boy teams. You've got to beat, you know, Western Michigan beating Illinois and Northwestern wasn't going to be good enough. Right. You know, you've got, you've got to have, you know, some of those, I mean, those weren't just like wins. Those were dominant performances over, you know, the big 12 champion and a team that was good enough, you know, to be in the mix for the ACC title with the Heisman winner. You know, those are the type of wins you've got to have as a group of five program. So then, to your broader question, if you're BYU, does going back to the Mountain West help you, or are you going to hold out hope that the Big 12 is going to wake up and realize they need to expand? So then you got to kind of figure out, okay, what's next in this whole thing, or realize, you know what, life as an independent from a business standpoint is probably a whole lot better than joining one of these conferences. You wrote that the Big 12 needs BYU, and I, you know, last year, the, most people, most Cougar fans. Kind of, I mean, just assume that that was the way it was going to play out. We know it, it did not. It was a dog and pony yeah. show. W- w- do you believe that partnership will ever materialize? It's got to. I, whether it's BYU or something, the Big 12's got to expand. I mean, if you're looking at the way the media landscape is, is, is coming together now, the idea of, well, okay, we got these, you know, the ACC up their TV rights. Uh, up until, you know, whatever, 2034 or so. But you kind of joked before, I was listening to you coming in, uh, where you said, well, the, you know, you got your YouTube channel here on BYU. Well, that's what the kids listen to or kids watch now. Yeah, that's what people watch. The idea of TV isn't going to be the same in 2030, whatever. It's not going to be the same two years from now. You know, everyone's going to be watching everything online. The entire scope of the media landscape is going to change. So the idea of having the right TV market 
not going to matter necessarily as much as having the right reach on the Internet. And again, that's where BYU having that national, international sort of thing, you know, is going to sort of help a conference like the Big 12, which has to expand its base. It's got to get bigger. It's got to figure out ways to make generate more revenue. I don't know why they haven't taken UCF in South Florida to get their mitts into the Florida uh, markets and then go with the, and expand to the West then and get BYU. And maybe, I don't know if Boise State's the right mix uh, financially, but find one other team to make that a 14-team league. Yeah, Houston or somebody. I just think that the Big 12 has to expand or they're donezo in 2024. I, I think they're gone and we're going to see 16-team super conferences and the Big 12 is going to go bye-bye. What do you think about that? It depend, it's going to be different. I think there's going to be a different landscape to what we're seeing. Uh, eventually, I think you know, Notre Dame's probably going to end this friends with benefits deal with the ACC and probably be a part of that. <laughs> uh, you've got, you're going to see different you know, uh, landscapes, again, based on media markets. I mean, right now, like the Big 12 and SEC are printing money because of their uh, respective networks, but because they've got the uh, big TV deals and they've got the uh, the reach and the big markets. Again, though, how is this going to translate to the Internet? How is this going to translate to having the bigger fan bases? And, again, I think it's more about enrollment, fan bases, and just the overall reach that you can get. And that's BYU's you know, biggest attraction. I know there's always going to be the issues with someone in terms of, you know, the religious identity is going to be an issue for some. There's going to be the problem that, okay, how are the non-revenue sports going to mix in with the other sports? But from strictly a football standpoint and a fan base standpoint, it makes financial sense if you're thinking, okay, let's think 10 years from now, what's the one kind of giant fan base that's out there that we know is going to watch and consume, and you probably see this in your own ratings and everything, it's going to consume everything BYU on the Internet, and that's what these conferences are going to have to start looking at more. Great stuff with Pete Futak, College Football News, USA Today sports contributor, and we will continue with that. Going back to what you wrote about BYU in your preview of all four college football independents. Speaking of BYU, you said for now, the route to choose independence is working. Why do you feel like it's working for BYU right now? Money. It's just, again, revenue-wise. Like uh, If you're looking at where the money's coming in, it's the, the biggest of the big schools uh, and the SEC and Big Ten are just cash machines right now. So to join up with like a, a Mountain West or even the Big 12 is just probably not going to be as financially uh, suitable for BYU you know, when it comes to what they, can, what they can take home, what they have to share, all the benefits that come with it. It's all right to be independent right now and not have to be a part of a conference. Now, from a, uh, a competitive standpoint, I, you know, I, I've gotten into this with BYU fans before, but again, what's the point of being an independent? Like you're, you're basically, unless you go undefeated, you're just playing a bunch of exhibition games. You're not playing for a conference title. There's no carrot at the end of the stick there for you. Maybe you'll get into, you know, what this year you don't even have a bowl tie. You got to figure one out. You know, maybe you go to Las Vegas. Maybe you go to, you know, San Diego for a bowl game. All right, but like other than that, it's just the fun of playing these bowl games. If you want to have like that one thing you can shoot for, like maybe you want a Mountain West title, maybe you want a Big 12 title, then you think about conference alignments. But again, in terms of finances, in terms of uh, freedom, yeah, being an independent is probably not that bad, again, considering that BYU is this national, international program. 
Looking at what BYU has schedule-wise this year, it's obviously a pretty daunting start uh, with teams like LSU and Utah and Wisconsin, Boise State, Mississippi State. You know, and you said that there's a chance for BYU to make some national noise, but it's all going to hinge on how they start. You said maybe having to go 6-1 and one to start. How likely do you believe that that is? Well, last year it didn't look like there was any possible shot of getting through that first part of the schedule without – you know, just getting blasted, and obviously it didn't turn out to work. You know, work that way. Uh, the defense is going to be fantastic. That linebacking core is among the best in the country. Uh, the offense just has to be able to rise up. The game I'm looking at more than anything else is that Wisconsin game. It's in Provo. That's one of those games where they Wisconsin. If you look at the rest of Wisconsin's schedule, everything works out perfect. That's another team that last year had a brutal, brutal schedule to start the season. It didn't look like there was any hope that they'd be able to get through that. And sure enough, they were able to beat Michigan State and you know get right there in the mix of the college football playoff. Well, this year the schedule is a lot easier. BYU is their one really tough road game. And I think that's going to be the one that's going to get all the national attention. Pete, great stuff. Uh, we always appreciate the time and the strong opinions. That's what we that's what we love to do in the offseason for college football. We look forward to uh, your remaining articles and uh, remind people how they can find your stuff. Collegefootballnews.com. Uh, we're rocking and rolling. We've got all 130 uh, team previews up now, rankings, ball projections, the whole sort of thing. You got it, man. I hope you find time to sleep or at least eat some cereal or something in between all <laughs> at those, some point. that stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Pete. Have a good one, guys. Pete Futek on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. So after all of that conversation and going back and forth, what is BYU playing for? What's the priority? Is it money? Is it a conference championship? Is it New Year's Six access? Do they want to hold on to that hope of winning a national championship? Where do your priorities lie? Maybe, maybe it is kind of the, the solution to all of this is somewhere in between. So instead of one or two big games and the Mountain West Conference schedule, where BYU's playing the Furious Five and some of the best of the rest in the group of five, maybe it's somewhere in between. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's three big games. Maybe it's just one or two less really challenging games and some compelling group of five games along with the games that you need that you're supposed to win, but you need to get healthy in the season. I don't know. Maybe it's somewhere in between. Well, I mean, I thought his take about, you know what? What's, when, you're, when you're scheduling these, you know, obviously you want to win as many as you can, but ultimately play, play the best that you can, build your brand, make a lot of money. He's like, what's wrong with that? Man. You know, what's wrong with that? Coming up, we'll respond to your tweets. Would you rather play BYU or Boise State type schedule? And would you rather? This is BYU Sports Nation. We're doing it live. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Great to have you with us, sports friends. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. We just spoke with Pete Futak, college football news guy, USA Today sports contributor, about why he thinks independence is working for BYU right now and what he bases that on also... Would he choose a BYU-type schedule or a Boise State model and why? Download the podcast. Check out that interview on BYU TV or BYU Radio apps. Also, that will be available on YouTube later. Yeah, I mean, he was even talking about you know just how important and how impressive what BYU is doing um, and what BYU TV is doing in terms of having these things available online. And we were talking about it, you know, anytime, anywhere – 
all this stuff's on demand. BYU Sports Station, on demand. BYU sporting events, on demand. In fact, my son was watching like an old football game on, on, his, uh, on his iPhone the other day. So, I mean, it's all there on demand anytime, anywhere. Yeah, and I was hanging out with my brother Trevor in Arizona. We watched the BYU-Toledo game, and we needed to get ready to like go and do things. But both of us were just like, we could not stop watching the game. I know what happens. Yeah, yeah. I know what happens. But I want to watch Jamal Williams run for 286 yards again, right? And I want to see how that game ends, and I want to see reactions from coaches and players. Like, it's so fun. I, wa- I was watching the, the 2000 BYU at Utah game, the last miracle for Lavelle, you know? <laughs> and and it's a, it's funny you've seen that game forever and I still getting nervous. <laughs> We're still nervous. Like oh I hope they pull this out even though I know that they do. Refreshing today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Jacob Brugman for the Oakland A's with one for four with a run scored and a diving Sports Center top ten catch in a ten or excuse me eleven to eight loss to the Houston Astros. The A's and Astros will line it up again tonight. Eric Mika will wear number 61 for the Miami Heat in the upcoming NBA Summer League. Fellow WCC foe Lamar Murray Jr. Pepperdine is also on the Heat roster. Miami will play its first game in the Orlando Summer League coming up Saturday against the Charlotte Hornets on NBA TV at 11 a.m. Eastern. BYU, one of three non-Power 5 teams that finished in the top 50 in the Learfield Directors' Cup standings, a metric that measures overall athletic program success and strength on an annual basis. BYU at number 31, really strong, the highest-ranked non-Power 5 school on that list. And the first round of the Quicken Loans National is underway. Zach Blair currently 3-under through 14. He is tied for third. Also, Daniel Summerhays will be teeing off later this afternoon at 1.32 Eastern. Well, since our Twitter question is kind of based on a would-you-rather, why don't we go ahead and just play that game today? It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. And speaking of the Twitter question, let's start with number one. Well, let's start here. Number one, would you rather play five P5 teams a year or win 10-plus games? Remember, you only get one of the two. You can't take both, Jason. Dang it. I was just going to (laughs) say, yes, please. Spencer, back to you. No. (laughs) No. Well, here's the deal. In the first segment, I said that I like BYU's scheduling model. I like what they're doing. So it would be counterproductive for me to say that I'm going to go a different direction. So I will say the, you play the, P5, the five P5 teams a year because if, especially if you win those games, you're going to reach your 10 games a year. Yeah, well, So I will say play the five P5 teams. As constituted, BYU has not won 10 games in a season since 2011. And you can, well, no, there's no argument. That was the easiest schedule yes. that BYU played in Independence. That was the Boise State model per se, right? Yeah. Cougars went 10-3. and three. But for me, I'm okay winning nine games a year with more compelling games week to week. Yep, It's just more fun as a fan. And I know that as a fan, my perspective, my opinion, doesn't carry the weight of an athletic director. He has several other things to think about, speaking of Tom Homo. But I will always take stronger competition because the hope exists. Like you said, the hope exists. Mm. What if BYU can play a tougher schedule and win 10 games then you finish in the top 20, and that's the next step for BYU. Number two. Before we go to number two, Spencer, could you do me a favor? Yes. Grab a yellow card off the desk and hold it up. Okay. Oh, what happened? That's for you, Jason. That's a warning because you didn't say both, but you kind of did both. <laughs> if, you, if he had done both, you'd give him no, the red card. You, you, you do one more. Not just a red card. I'm going to give you the orange shirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> Number two, would you rather play three P5 teams in a in three weeks or only two all year? Yeah, I, I mean, it's this is kind of the same as the first one, I, and I agree with you. I want to play as many upper echelon teams as possible. I want to, We are prideful. Yes, yes, in a good way. Is that possible? So yeah, I'm going to play even if it's 3 weeks in a row and it's back to back to back and that's, you know, exhausting. I still would rather play more P5 teams than less. You take them when you can get them. That's the way that Tom Homo said it. As an independent, sometimes you don't have options. So if these teams like in 2015, when Nebraska comes calling for a one-off, Michigan comes calling for a one-off. You have UCLA already on that schedule. Like, you, you take them. It's because we want to be the best. BYU wants to beat the best. That mentality won't go away. You might hate it, but it's not going anywhere. Number three. All right, staying on the same vein, P, uh, would you rather play five P5 games with four on the road or only two P5 games a year? Oh, uh, at home. Okay, at yes. home. So at only home. two at home or five P5s but with four, four on, on the, the road. All right, here's the deal. This is what this reminds me of. You know when you ask somebody a question and then they answer, but it's not the answer you want? So then you ask them again, but tweak the question a little bit? <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> I'm taking the five P5 games, hey, even though four. Answer on- the question I want to hear. Come on. I'm going to keep doing this until you answer it right, Jason. I, I want the five P5 games, even though there are four on the road. Yeah, because it doesn't say who the two teams are at home. Now, if you qualify it with, well, the two P5 teams you play at home are Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Which we are considering P5, by the way. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe you do that. The more the, the more the merrier. Hey, yes. The more the merrier for me. It's just so fun on a week-to-week basis. Last year, how fun was that? For the first eight weeks of the season, it felt like every week mattered because it was a different big-name opponent. Number four. Uh, number three B. Uh, <laughs> would you rather play Vanderbilt, Indiana, Iowa State, Iowa, and Georgia Tech on the road – or Notre Dame and Wisconsin at home. <laughs> I'd, I'd take Notre Dame and Wisconsin at the home if that's if that's the uh, the situation. Oh, you're switching now? Well, he just he just qualified it with like two high quality Power Five opponents in Provo compared to Iowa State on the road. Hey, come on! What kind of people would we be if we flipped and flopped <laughs> that easily? Politicians. I will take the five. Wow. Jason's sticking to his guns. Good for you, man. Is that a principle? I'm taking Good the for five. you. Okay, we got through 3B. Let's go to 4 now. All right, I finally got someone to flip, so we'll go ahead and <laughs> move on. Would you rather see Mika play in the D, I mean G League or in the European Professional Leagues? Uh, you take this one first. I like the rebranded Gatorade League, and there is more money involved now. Like the new NBA infrastructure in terms of like rookies and how much money they're getting if they're in the Development League, I mean uh, the G League. Like, it's different now. And so I would rather see Eric Mika play in the Gatorade League because then the opportunity will be granted to him. It will be a greater opportunity for him to get the call up to an NBA team if he's closer to home. That's what I want. Yeah, there's more investment now from NBA teams with their D because most of them own their own G League team. Even now compared to when Jimmer was playing in Westchester. Like, it's better now. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I I would rather him be in the, the G League because you are closer to that, especially for one of those two-way players. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with the G League because I, I think there's more of an opportunity to get to the NBA 
faster. Plus, you're in that NBA team's system in their G League affiliate. Number five. Last one, and because it's Beery Sports Nation, we do sports and movies. Would you rather see them make another Pirates movie or another Transformers movie? This is not close. I've seen, so one, I've seen one Transformers movie. It was the first one. I liked it. I started to watch the second. Couldn't get through the first 20 minutes. I would rather see another Pirates movie. <laughs> okay, here's the deal. I have seen the most recent of both of these in the last two weeks. Okay. I loved... The most recent Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Loved it. It was so much better than the last one. I loved it. And the Transformers, the last night movie, was horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) Both me and my son just could not wait for this movie to end. It was a waste of time. That's terrible. It was less than meets the eye. Okay? Wow. So I'm going with Pirates. So Mark Wahlberg and Josh Tamel not doing it for uh, no, no. the Shepard family. And I, I, I like me some Marky Mark, and, but he's even said I'm not doing another one of these. <laughs> so Michael Bay can do all he wants, but uh, Mark Wahlberg is not going to be. So Pirates, if you're going to pick between the two, see Pirates, please. Up next, we get back to the Twitter question and your responses. Would you rather play a Boise State model schedule or stick with the BYU independent schedule? And I'll tell you why all of you, if you say you want Boise State and that model, or perhaps some of you think go back to the Mountain West Conference, why all of you are contradicting your lives overall. Stay with us. Lives. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard hanging out in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, make sure you download the BYU TV app. Not only can you catch BYU Sports Nation live and on demand, if you miss anything from Media Day, all of that content is there, plus classic games from the BYU history. I mean, we're talking about some of the best games you will ever watch. They're all there, plus, hey, it's free. Download the BYU TV app, won't you? In response to our Twitter question today, we have seen exactly zero responses in favor of the Boise State model. This isn't going back to the Mountain West Conference. This is just if you were Tom Homo as the athletic director of independent football BYU, would you schedule more like Boise State, thus trying to win 10 or 11 games, be ranked, and just maybe sneak into one of those New Year's Six games? Okay? We have gone... All in on BYU, right? Now, I, I want to read a tweet from at Kevin underscore Hyatt. He's a Boise State guy. This is a well-played tweet. He said, do you really expect any BYU fans to legitimately say they'd rather do things the way a team, Boise State, that leads them head-to-head 5-2 to two does things? Now, that is a well-played tweet, right? Absolutely. Boise State has won five of the seven head-to-head matchups against BYU, but... Have they peaked out? Is, is the ceiling drawn? I think it is for a team like Boise State playing in the Mountain West, which is why I'm like, I just, I like, I'm prideful. I like the opportunity to perhaps win something bigger, to challenge the big fish in the big pond. Just to have that chance. No question. BYU would have a better chance to win double-digit games every year playing in a G5 conference. Or even scheduling like a G5 conference. Let me rephrase. Scheduling like a G5 team, they would have a better chance to win more games and finish ranked. This is like, and this is where I'm, I'm telling you, you are all contradicting 
the way that we all want to be in life. We want progression. We want to get better, right? We want to challenge ourselves. It's not good enough to just be mediocre and to just level off and plateau. We want something more. That's how we operate as human beings. This is like saying, oh, I'd go back to the Boise. I'd rather be where you schedule like Boise State. You know, tone it, tone it down. It's like, that's like you saying, I've made the technology jump in my car or in my house where I've got Bluetooth and I can stream music and I've got phone calls coming in through the speakers and it's all hands-free. That's like saying you want to go back to not having that. Okay, once you've tasted of the goods, none of you would ever say, yeah, I'd rather not have all of those fancy power options that make my life way easier. Cell phone? No, I'm going to go back to the uh, the phone on the wall that is has a cord attached to it. No, this, no. is, this is ridiculous, people. <laughs> okay, BYU has tasted of the goods of Power 5 teams. 28 Power 5 games in six years that have produced the likes of beating Texas crushing their soul twice okay winning big games just is so satisfying okay and so while a lot of other people have technology and their cars with technology might look a little bit better than you you're not going to go back you're not going to go back come on let's look at it this way you want the BYU scheduling model I said I want the BYU scheduling model everybody on Twitter has said they want the BYU scheduling model but let me tell you why we all may be wrong. What if BYU does schedule like Boise State? Are you channeling Jerem Jordan? I'm, I just, I just, yeah, I feel like like Jerem's like tapping me on the shoulder. Like, okay. uh, but let me interject here. Okay. What would BYU fans think? Let's say they do go with the Boise State scheduling model. They get one or two, maybe three at the most, P5 teams. You do fairly well on those, and then you beat up on the rest of your schedule. You get 10-plus wins year in and year out, and you're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl. Say two out of every three years. Well, that's a lot. Or th- or or two out of every five years. Okay. You're in a okay. you're in a, a New Year's Six Bowl. Can you imagine how excited BYU fans would be with that? No question, there would be excitement there. But what if it doesn't pay off? Hey, and here's the deal: Is the Big Twelve look at you even more intently? Because that's how Utah and TCU supposedly got into their Power Five. Because in right? in their magical seasons, that's they they did it. BYU's they a different it. beast, though. There's more to BYU than what Utah and TCU brought, and we all know it. I'm okay playing five or six Mountain West games. I just want to play nine, Jason. I mean, BYU would be substituting the likes of LSU, Wisconsin, and Mississippi State for Nevada, New Mexico, and Colorado State. Would you rather play six P five teams? blindfolded or no i'm kidding we're not gonna we're not gonna go that direction (laughs) either way we're getting closer to college football are you ready people are you ready cougar whip round hits next as well byu sports nation is brought to you in part by dexterlaw.com for help when you need it most Big thanks to today's guest, Pete Futek, College Football News. Check out today's show on the podcast, iTunes, or Google Play. What should we do now, Jason? Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Brugman went one for four with a run and a diving sports center top ten catch in 11-8 Oakland A's loss against the Astros. Brugman and the A's face the Astros again tonight in Houston. Cougars in the NBA. Eric Mika will wear number 61 for the Miami Heat in the NBA Summer League. He'll play with Pepperdine, former Pepperdine foe, Lamont Murray Jr. on that same roster. Miami takes on 
Charlotte in the first game in the Orlando Summer League, 11 a.m. Eastern, Saturday on NBA TV. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman finished the night one for four with a solo shot for the Iowa Cubs in a loss to my new favorite team now, the New Orleans Baby Cakes. Also, Brennan Lund went three for five in an Inland Empire 66ers loss to the Lancaster Jethawks. Baseball. Pete Nielsen had a triple and Cam Richens had a single in the first game win for the Ludown River Dogs in a doubleheader. In the second game, Richens finished with a single, and Nielsen had three RBIs and a game-winning hit. These are college summer all-star teams. Correct, yes. Also, Keaton Kringlin went two for five in a 3-1 to win for the St. Cloud Rocks versus the Eclair Express. Volleyball. BYU's outside hitter Ronnie Jones-Perry finished the match with eight kills, two aces, had ten points, and an intra-squad beat for USA Volleyball. Cougars in the PGA. The first round of the Quicken Loans National is underway. Zach Blair currently on the course. Daniel Summerhays will be teeing off later this afternoon at 1.32 Eastern Time. Soccer. Chris Henderson from Herosports.com has BYU women's soccer with the fifth hardest non-conference schedule in the country for the 2017 season. Athletics News. BYU is one of three non-P5 teams, the others being Princeton and Denver, that finished in the top 50 in the Learfield Directors' Cup standing. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. And you need to vote DexterLaw.com. Who deserves today's Rise and Shout? How about Jacob Brugman? I like it. And Sports Center defensive catch playing in the big leagues for the A's, getting it done. Our Twitter question today, would you rather play BYU's or a Boise State-type scheduling model each year in college football and why? At Chris Iris TX says... BYU schedule is far more interesting than Boise State, though 2018 for BYU is closer to what Boise State has, and I still prefer it. Oh, man, 2018 might be the year. Our Twitter question leads us to one day closer to the college football season, Jason. How far away are we? Countdown to the Vikings. 58 days. 58 days Getting away. Close. Our elite tweet of the day from at DJ Nelts. Not even Spuddy Buddy would select a Boise State scheduling model, <laughs> but he'd sure still be smiling. Hey, there he is. Well played. Hey, the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, please use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast for Jason. I'm Spencer. Shout out to all of you. That went on a limb and would choose a Boise State scheduling model. But really, though, would you ever go back in technology? Come on. Love technology.